Hello and welcome to the Andy Man Podcast. My name's Andy. And I am Andy. And I am Andy. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? <laughs> Did a pretty good job over there. <laughs> oh. This is a podcast about where we are, how we've been, and what we <laughs> did. <laughs> Uh, something like that. Something like that. And what we did to get there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what are we talking about this time? Are you judging me? Uh, uh, do not judge. To judge or not to judge. Do not judge. Or is it do judge? Do judge not. What was that? We'll see. We'll see what happens here. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's a common. So Matthew seven one. Uh, people like to quote this one. If you don't like what they're what you're saying about your opinions about something, or if you're calling out sin or something like that, they'll say, "Judge not that you be judged not, or whatever. Judge not that you not be not judged." For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with what with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Yeah, and I saw I saw like a, a, a meme the other day where it was like the whole Bible page was on there and everything was like highlight or like a black highlighter. So Blacked like, out. Yeah, it was redacted. It was, uh, yeah, I like seeing a black highlighter. Um, but it was it was the only thing you can see was it says judge not. And the rest of the words on the page were blacked out. Yeah, so it's just like that's all, all that they got out of it was just, do not judge. That's all that's all they got out of it. But is that is that the right attitude to have, the right perception to have about judging others? Well, most of the time when someone says that to you, uh, they are being judgmental. You're yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're judging you for judging them. Yeah. And also uh, their consciences are most likely being pricked because mm-hmm. they understand that, yeah, I am doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. So And, and they don't like having it pointed out. So so we'll talk about that, and then we'll also talk about, is it even, is it possible, like a couple episodes ago we talked about edifying others. And is it possible to edify another without judging them? So we'll talk about that too. Oh, that's an intriguing question. So, I thought so too. I was thinking about that. I'm like, hmm, is it even possible? Maybe. You know what? I forgot to say welcome to the dungeon. The dun- dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> the dungeon. <laughs> I'm totally mutilating it this time, aren't I? Yeah. Welcome to the dungeon. <laughs> What's the dungeon. The dungeon. <laughs> I think someone cleaned the moss off the walls. Yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, anyway, they make they wiped up that mess I made last week. Yeah, the, the one in the corner. Yep. All right. Uh, Are you judging me? Uh, maybe. Me. Probably. Quite. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yep. So. All right. So there's more to the passage other than, than yep. judge not. So do you do you want to read uh, Matthew seven one and two again? Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Yep. Uh, and the verses right after that, Matthew, Matthew seven three through five, 
says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Most people stop reading after the word hypocrite. Yeah, it, it says first remove the plank. So does that imply there's like a second part? Yep, and it's right there. And then, yep. first remove, and then. Mm -hmm. I find that it has been much more profitable for me to speak into someone's life about things that I have or are overcoming. I have overcome or I yeah. am overcoming. Yeah. I have walked in your shoes yep. and um, the way you're the way you are walking is not going to end well if you continue that way. But could you have the same like, like, but you, you're owning up to it, right? You, you admit that you, you yep. your struggles. Yep. I have been down the pornography path. Yep. And it is not a profitable path. Right. But, but if you were struggling with pornography and you only, you only knew about that, nobody else knew about that, right? You were right. In, in private, you're struggling with it and you, you know, you're being dishonest with everybody else around you. And then you're telling, telling people, you can't look at porn. What do you do? You're, you're sinning. You can't do that. Right. I mean, yeah, that that's that's definitely uh, trying to take the speck out of your brother's eye without the plank. Yeah, taking the plank out of your own first. Yeah, I or, or for me, it'd be like a, a log cabin in my eye. Yeah, more likely so, a log cabin. Yeah, and we're not talking about syrup either. No, no, <laughs> or the toys, <laughs> the, the the Lincoln logs. No, we're not talking about Lincoln logs. We're talking about real log cabins. Yes, let me tell you, um, I think I pricked a, a coworker's conscience several years ago. Um, we were at work, we were just kind of, we were slacking off a little bit, and a woman walked by, and this co-worker started telling me what sort of sexual acts he would really enjoy doing with that woman. And I'm like, dude, shut up. He's like, what? What's wrong? I said, and I told him, I have enough of my own nasty fantasies bouncing around in my head. I don't need yours, too. Yeah, exactly. And he thought that was hilarious, but he's never said it to me. He's never said anything like that to me again. Yeah, well, yeah, he called him out, and, and I mean, he, maybe he questions like, well, maybe I'm I was right. Something and to address in my own life, right? And at the same time, I also acknowledge that, you know, my my mind does the same thing yours is, and mm -hmm. mine are enough. I don't need yours too. <laughs> so. So in this Matthew verse here, it's it says judge not, but then the, the, he twists it. You know, first take care of your own problems, and then you can help somebody else out. Right. Um, and I, I think I mean, he says judge not, but then I think it gives the green light to judge others if you can help them. Well, another another meaning of the word judge in the Greek, if I remember right. It's also used as to separate. And if you are separating the speck from your brother's eye, that's mm -hmm. a form of judgment. Mm -hmm. And until you can see your brother's eye and the speck, after having removed the plank yeah. or log cabin, log cabin yep. out of your own eye, now you can see to separate 
the speck from your brother's eye. Mm -hmm. I really think in the, you know, verse one, that judge not lest you be judged. That's the way I memorize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that is more in the context or more in the application of looking down on someone, considering yourself better than someone else, right. which is another form of separation. Yeah, well, Sep I'm separating myself from you because you're not high enough to be associated with me. I'm, I'm holier than thou. Right. I'm holding. Yeah, I think that's the kind of judging they're talking about, and that absolutely does happen. Oh, I'm not going. I'm going to separate myself from you because you're so filthy, and I don't want to have your filth all over me. Yeah, and it talks about like a. The measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Yeah, and that that fits in with what I just said. I think. Yep. So, so what what filter are you using when you when you judge others? Is it, you know, a, a prideful thing? Is it? Yeah. Or is it like a, a holy filter? You know, like like if if you if you judge me, like I, I ask that you use a holy filter, you know, like right, you know, so that I can. Correct, you know, that you can edify me. Right. So, yeah, in our weekly uh, uh, conversations, mm -hmm. we've more than, I think, more, oh, hasn't, we've done this, haven't we? Where we've uh, uh, we've pointed out, hey, you know what, I, I think you, there's something that maybe you should work on. Right, right. Or something like that. Yeah. Or I, I know I've given you parenting advice. Was that kind of a, a form of judgment? I think, and I think you've asked me for it too. I try not to right, right. Well, offer I, things that aren't asked for. Right, right. No, especially when, you know, my, my son had a question about baptism. And, oh, that's right, and, yeah. And I, I asked for your advice. Right. So, um, and... And if I remember rightly, I basically admitted that I'm lacking in, in the faith around around what your son was asking about. Right, yeah, it was, it was a very good question he had, and, and a belief that he had, and and um, yeah, so I was just reaching for, for advice from for some yeah. people. So, um, oh, I am so excited to hear about something around that. Yeah, I. Yeah, so we'll leave the listeners in the dark on that, I guess. Well, for it's now. up to you. It's your son. Yeah, so we'll leave it in the dark for right now, um, but. Anyway, moving on. Uh, moving right along. So, John 20, 724. So, John 724 says, yep. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Now, is that Jesus talking there? I think so. I would imagine. That sounds so. like something he would say. So, and this is where the atheists come in and say, See, you're contradicting the Bible contradicts itself. Exactly, exactly. But context is everything here. So context is king. Um, well, no, Jesus is king. So don't do not judge according to appearance. So if you see somebody that's, you know, not as well dressed as you, or as a different color skin than you, or well, James talks about this. He says you yeah. you. Uh, you um, Play favorites, favoritism. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a rich man with fancy robes and rings and jewelry and obviously very wealthy comes in and, oh, you give him the best seat in the house, but a, right. a poor man in rags, you go stand in back or sit here on the dirt floor at my feet. 
Yeah. And James condemns that absolutely. He says, no, there should be no partiality. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so you don't treat someone with a lot of money differently than you treat someone who doesn't have a lot of money. That's separation. Right. Or some might call that, in a way, segregation. It is segregation. And so, so somebody that, that uh, he's probably canceled today, but he said something, um, you know, Martin Luther King said, judge a man not by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. Yeah. So, I mean, now everybody, if you're white, you're, you're automatically racist, you're an oppressor. Um, yeah, you know, that, that's, uh, that, that's, that's what people have. That's what a large, well, actually, that's what a portion of our culture wants us to teach, wants mm. us to think. Yep. It's not as big as we think it is, that portion. Right. It's just really loud, and they've just, taken over the education just system. The loud talking heads that seem to people listen to sometimes. Right. <laughs> I don't know, I, I ignore them. <laughs> right. So. And and it's it's absolutely in the public education, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, government indoctrination system. Yeah. So so it says do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Yeah. So, and who has righteous judgment? You know, I think that's talking about the the measure you use. You know, if if that's your righteous judgment, if if your righteousness is like your measure. You know, I hope that, I hope when I look at people, you know, or if I judge somebody's actions or something like that, hopefully I can say, well, that's a sin or that's something I can, I can recognize that. It's a, it's a righteous litmus test, I guess I, I could say. No. Um, you know, I, I hope I can view people that way, but I also hope people can look at me the same way too, so I can be corrected if I need to be corrected. So. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, you know, when we separate someone out and de- and de- and and say what you're doing is mm-hmm. evil, what you're doing is wrong, that's different from saying you are evil. Exactly. God can redeem the darkest, mm-hmm. the most foul sinner that walks the face of the earth. He can redeem that person, and he will, if that person repents. So you can. So judging actions is different than judging a person's heart. Judging a person's value. Value. We, oh, okay. I mean, God is. I mean, he's not willing that any of us should perish. He he wants all of us to yep. come to him. They were all created in the image and of God. All cre- we all, yeah, we all have that imago dei. That image of God imprinted on us, it's written literally into our DNA. Yeah. And um, so you can acknowledge the value of an individual person in the sight of God while still calling out their sin, saying, you are sinning here. God wants to redeem you. The thing is, People who have sinned for a long time and have become so enslaved to that sin believe that they cannot be free from it, even if they wanted to be. Some of them are so deceived into thinking that what they're doing um, 
is the only way they can be. Well, yeah, I think that's a good segue to the next Bible verse that we got here, Galatians 6.1. It says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are a spiritual, I'm sorry, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you should also be tempted. Yeah. So yeah. if someone is overtaken <clears throat> by, by sin, like, you need somebody to be able to recognize that. And that recognition is, in a form, judgment. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And, you know, when we were going to the the purity group, mm -hmm. well, I mean, when we were checking in with each other, we had to be careful as we're talking about our sin. We didn't get too explicit about it, lest we present a temptation to the other guys right. in the group. We we needed to learn how to confess to sin without glorifying it. And that's how, that's how we help each other. Yeah, we don't we don't want to trigger somebody else to stumble. Right. You know. But the the, the goal of that group was to help us separate ourselves mm -hmm. from our sin. Yeah. That has been entangling us for so long. We became slaves to that sin, and as we talk talked about it in our group, the goal at any rate, I don't know if it always happened. But the goal was to help us separate ourselves from our sin, help each other separate. And that's that's a form of judgment. And that's a form of edifying. Yeah. Removing that which hinders is definitely building up. Yeah, and not, not tearing down. I mean, uh, you could... Not tearing down the, the goal. The goal is right. holiness. Tearing exactly. down the sin is but, building up holiness. So I think like our... our Attitudes can can have like the opposite effect. Like if you, if you could, if your goal is to build somebody up, you can you know do that. Otherwise, you could, if you just shame them and point your finger at them, you you would tear them down too. So um, judgment can have a positive or negative. Right. But it. Well, what what question this? Like what well, we were just talking about uh, before we started this podcast about modesty. Mm -hmm. If you're building up the yeah. idea in your daughter. The idea that um, her clothing choices have no effect on anybody else. If, if you continue to reinforce that idea, are you truly edifying her? Are you? Man. You know, I, I really like the, uh, the I mean, John Banyan was, yep. was the one. I really liked his analogy of the grill. When you throw steaks on the grill, it's going to throw smoke up. And the neighbors are going to smell it. And they're going to be attracted to that smell. Mm -hmm. And if you are grilling something and you know that smoke is going to trigger that appetite in somebody else, who are you to tell them not to get hungry? Yeah, and that reminds me of a verse. Um, let's see if I can look it up here really quick here. Um, Romans fourteen thirteen says, Therefore let us not pass judgment, no one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. So if you know you're tempting another person or triggering another person, I believe you're sinning. Yeah. If you don't, if you're ignorant and you don't know, then I think that's one thing. But if you know you're a stumbling block, then that has to, I mean, then then, then you, are, you are sinning. You're causing a brother to fall, just to, to 
struggle with sin. Um, and, and, and yes, guys have eyes, and we we have imaginations, and and we we think things that we're not supposed to think. Um, right. At least I do. I don't know what you, Andy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but 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 if you're if you know you're doing that to to somebody else that struggles with that, like you, it's uh, immodesty is is definitely a a, a triggering. Yeah. I am responsible for um, allowing those thoughts to reside in my head. Yes. And to and to encourage them. You know, I should just really read this paragraph about the grill. Um, most girls know that when you grill steaks, this is John Branion, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, most girls know that when you grill steaks in the backyard, the smoke might make the neighbors hungry. To raise a despicable shrew, you'll need to repeatedly teach your daughter that the neighbor's interest in her barbecue is grotesque. Now, uh, he's writing this in the con in a in a snarky way. Yeah. This is if you want your daughter to turn out to be really, really evil, really bad. This is how you do it. And so he's saying, I mean, if you want to raise a despicable shrew, you'll teach her that the neighbor's interest in her barbecue. Is grotesque. She must sincerely believe that it's her place, that it is her place to, do, to decide how the neighbors respond to the stimulus she creates. Mm-hmm. She has to honestly think she gets to control what happens in the minds of others when they smell her smoke. And this is in context of whether or not girls should be taught to dress modestly. And John is saying absolutely they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that reminds me too. Like when one of my pastors, when I was a young adult, um, I'm not young anymore, apparently. But are you still an adult? I'm still an adult. Um, <laughs> I'm not a young adult anymore. But uh, the pastor at the time said something about you know if, if it's not for sale, don't advertise. Yeah, and John is kind of saying the same thing here, but I yeah. think he says it in a much better way. Yeah, yeah, and, and like for me, like it, it it may not be for sale or not. I don't know. I mean, it, right. It's, but but if you're advertising, you know you, you know. Guys are gonna think that way sometimes. Right. So. Right. And another thing that John points out is that, you know, uh, a woman that dresses this way mm-hmm. welcomes the attention from certain men, but rejects the attention from other men depending on mm-hmm. whether she wants them or not and that's that's not the right kind of judgment for us to have for her to have to 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 judge between she shouldn't be attracting any of that kind of attention except from her husband if she's married yeah exactly and she shouldn't be seeking to attract that kind of attention so, but at the yeah. same time, some of those guys are perverts, and absolutely doesn't matter what they wear. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Men can definitely, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it. Yeah, men can be absolutely perverted, and, and that's on us. And that's on us. Absolutely, it's on us. And and it is up to us to submit to the one who can untwist us. Yes. 
Because that's what, I mean, that's what perversion is. It's a twisted mm-hmm. version of healthy sexuality. And we need to be untwisted. And only Jesus can do that. Amen. Yeah. Uh, so 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. Uh, you know, this is talking about the early Christian church that in, in Corinth. You know, they were dealing with a lot of issues. Um, and this one says, Do you not know that the saints would judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Uh, do you know? Uh, do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Hmm. So he's talking about like, the issues in the church. Yeah. You know, and, and Christian living. Yeah. Uh-huh. We absolutely need to be involved with that. Yeah. Again, we come around to the, the word separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to separate that which is unholy from that which is holy. And we are to be holy, mm-hmm. a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. And I wish I knew what that came from. I think that's in the Peters, one of the Peters books. But... um. <clears throat> But at the same time, while we are separating ourselves from that which is not holy, we don't despise the people who are separated out in that in that judging. You know, they are more than welcome to join us in being holy. We want them to be with us in being holy. Uh, so First Peter two nine says, "But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light." Yeah, there is a separation, and we our task is to invite those in, who are in the darkness to to separate themselves out into the light. With the rest of us, with us. Um, just having a conversation with someone today about about the uh, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's significant that Jesus said, "Go and make disciples." He did not say, "Go and make converts." Mm-hmm. In fact, he condemned the Pharisees for doing exactly that. You go to the end of the earth to to make a convert, and when you do, you you make them twice a son of hell as you yourselves are. It's the Holy Spirit's job to do the converting. It's up to us to teach others what we know. That's what a disciple is, a taught one. Someone who is taught. Go and make disciples. Teach other people what you know. And Jesus also says, don't cast your pearls before swine, lest they turn and devour you. If someone's not interested in your pearls, in, the, in what you have to teach, you're under no obligation to try to teach them something they don't want to learn. Right, just a waste of time at that point. Exactly. It's a waste of time at that point. So, go and seek out people that want to learn what you know about the matters of eternity, of spirituality. And... There are, those people are out there. 
Yeah, and, and it, there has to be an element of judgment. Yes. Discerning whether or not someone is a swine that is not interested in your pearls is absolutely vital to your own existence, to your own survival, it sounds like. So you were telling me earlier about like how your was it your mom has a almost like a gift of this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she. Um, Are you okay talking about this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a long time ago, before I was born, apparently, or soon after I was born, my parents were. Uh, my dad was a pastor, and my mom was the organist for this little church, in a different state, somewhere else entirely, and. Um, Someone who was a member at that church gave my mom the willies. She did not like being around this man. She did. She got icky feelings whenever he was around. Turns out he was a mason. And uh, the, the Masonic organization is not, um, is not a holy organization. It is, it is founded on, on false teachings it, it is not a good organization. They teach fallacy. They teach heresy. And but they they try to they they pass themselves off as good people. They become sheep or wolves in sheep clothing is what it is. And my mom was able to sniff out this wolf, but she didn't really know it at the time turns out later that church literally and figuratively burned to the ground wow well i mean i mean the guy was we talked we talked earlier about how you know, don't judge based on appearance I and mean, he's not wearing like a, a costume or a sign no. that says i am a mason no you know a freemason or whatever um so she was able to discern that there there was something spiritual about him that that set off something spiritual in her hmm. and um Unfortunately, it sounds like at the time she didn't really listen to that. She didn't really know what to do with that. Yeah. But now she does. Yeah, I had a friend like that uh, back in the day. He, he was very sensitive to, you know, like a spiritual. If you walk by like a, a, a church where the gospel wasn't being taught, like he would get really uncomfortable and he'd have to like kind of sit there and just kind of pray and kind of work, huh. it, work it out and. He was really sensitive, but maybe similar to your, how your mom was. Yeah. Or maybe be. she still is. I don't, I don't know. But You know, I, I'm realizing now I have a bit of a... Sometimes I'm not very discerning at all, but other times I'm extremely discerning. Um, I remember one time I was driving down the road, and a car pulled up next to me, and I looked over, and he had a pornographic um, air freshener hanging from his mirror. Okay. And I, I looked and I noticed that, and all of a sudden, in my mind's eye, I didn't see a pornographic image. I saw an idol hanging there, uh, like wow. a carved idol. Isn't that weird how, like, you're... I mean, how often do you notice, like, a car freshener in any vehicle driving by? Like, right. probably never, but you see the one pornographic image. Right. And, and you know, uh, my history with pornography, mm -hmm. I've I've trained my brain to zone in on stuff like that. Mm -hmm. My brain is drawn to that, even when I'm trying not to be mm -hmm. drawn to it. Another time I went to a funeral with my first wife at a Catholic church, 
And as the, the priest was up front there, um, all of a sudden, in my mind's eye, I saw in the wall behind him a carving of, of, of an idol. Hmm. But it, I mean, in, real, in the temporal sense, it was just a smooth stone wall. Hmm. But I looked up there, and it, it looked like it was a relief carving of some god, some, you know, some idol. And that only showed up in my own mind. Wow. Yeah, I know people are, you can, can, can like see things, and I, I never had that happen to me. I, I don't, I don't know about that. My first wife was able to see angels sometimes. Really? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, it's like I, I don't, I don't have that. Like I, I, I'm not that sensitive, I guess. But like, or you just have a different gift. You have a different right, exactly. You know, different whatever gift that is, you know. But like, I, I just. I don't know. I I, I I get uncomfortable sometimes. Maybe that could be sure. something. But like I, yep. I mean, I just I don't I don't know. Like I'm not that. You know, what's really cool is is discerning when a holy man or a man of God is in the room. I did that once. I walked into a restaurant and the greeter was this big black guy, and something just drew me. Mm-hmm. I was just, I just wanted to go give him a big bear hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I went and um, sat down, had my meal. And then as I was leaving, I, I just had to say something. I don't remember exactly when, but I said a word of encouragement to him. Mm-hmm. I asked him if, I, I don't remember the exact interchange, but I, I think I asked him something like, are you a Christian or something like that? Yeah. And I said, dude, it shows. I sensed it immediately as soon as I walked in. Yeah, I've, that's, I've had that experience too. You know, when I was going to school to be a pilot, you know, I'm not a pilot anymore. It was just kind of a bad experience. No, that's too bad. Um, but there was, a, there was another, guy, another, another student there, and, and I was just talking with him. And I'm like, I can't remember if he said something, are you a believer? Or, I don't, it just, we just totally. There was just that. Read at each other, you know. Yep. We, I mean, we, you were on the wave, same wavelength. Yeah, exactly. It was the same, same denomination and everything. It was just like we, we just. I kind of saw that from each deep other. calls unto deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I had something else I was going to too, but I can't remember what that was. But, and this is all judgment. This yeah, is all everything yeah. that we've talked about here is a, a form of judgment, mm-hmm. and everyone just focuses in on judge not yet, lest ye be judged. But look at all this other stuff. So yeah, I remember like when I was in in high school when I, uh, I think my senior year I went on a, a mission trip to Mexico and and uh, we're in the church service and it's just like you know I, I could sometimes you know I, I I could be wrong here but I can sometimes sense the Holy Spirit like okay sure. this, this is a really spirit filled church I couldn't understand a single word that was what well, not a little I know a few words but like right. I, I knew it was. It felt like church. Yeah. It felt like church. Like I was, yeah. like, I was in my home church, you know. Yeah. And just that that spirit was alive and well, and it was, you know, people were praising God, and it's just like it, it. It was a very comforting feeling knowing yeah. I was in that environment. Emotions are one of the clues that we need to use. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. I, I I understand. Paul writes, "Walk by faith, not by sight." And a lot of times, our emotions are all we can see. But 
emotions can be an important clue as to where the Spirit is leading us. And we should not ignore emotions, but we should also have sound judgment. Mm -hmm. We should be able to test the spirits. Mm -hmm. It says in 1 John, um, the, the, the Spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and is the Son of God, that is a true spirit. The untrue spirit, the false spirit, will not acknowledge that. Yeah, truth is important. Um, Zechariah 8.16 says, There are things you shall do. Speak each man the truth to his neighbor. Give judgment in your case for truth, justice, and peace. So I, I think, like for, for me, you know, judging should be about truth, justice, and peace. That's like the verse yeah. says. Yeah. Uh, if it's anything other than that, then what? What are your motives? What? What? What's? Are you? Do you think you're better than that person? You know, are? Are you? Are you trying to accomplish something nefarious, or yeah. trying to gain an advantage, or manipulate the circumstances? Exactly. So. The truth is important, and Jesus says, "I am the way. I am the truth." And I am the light, or as you say, the life. Life, light. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The way, the truth, the life, no one should come to the Father except through me. Right. Truth, I mean, truth is found in, the, in Jesus Christ. All truth. Because he made us, he created us. He was, according to John, he was the active part of the Trinity that actually created everything. Mm -hmm. Through him everything was made, and nothing that was made was made without him. And you were talking earlier, a quick way, you know, a number of times in this podcast, how you separate, you know, so if, if this is about, about truth, we should be able to judge what is not truth, what are lies. Exactly. So if we don't have judgment, then... How, how, what, what, what if you had to follow like a lie instead of the truth? You know, we need to be able to discern yeah. the difference between the two. And the best way to discern what is not truth is to have a very intimate knowledge of what is true. Mm -hmm. A very yeah. thorough knowledge. That's how they train bank tellers to detect counterfeit bills. They don't collect a bunch of counterfeit bills and, and show them what the counterfeit bills did. They teach them how to discern the real thing. They, they never see a counterfeit bill the entire time. All they do is study the real thing. All right, so if, to, to the real thing, like how, how do we know what's, what's truth and what's not truth? I think a good, uh, you know, scripture, I think, is that, is that limits, limits test. You know, and I think we talked about this first before in previous podcast episode. Uh, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if we don't know what's right and what's wrong, I think we should just compare it to scripture. What does scripture have to say about it? Um, yep. And, you know, that should be a pretty good indication right there. You know what the first lie was? The first lie that Satan told us that they we can that we can be like God, knowing oh. good from evil. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
No, we can't be good. No, we can't be like God, and we can't know what's between good and evil. We can't discern that. All right, <laughs> I think we're. Yeah, I just kind of got lost in thought there for a minute. I think I was thinking about donuts. Donuts. <laughs> No donuts in the, the dungeon. No, no donuts in the dungeon. <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, as, as followers of Christ, we are called to judge. Mm -hmm. We are not called to tell someone that they are not good enough to be with me. I'm not called to say, you can't be with me. I am called to say, this is sin. If you want to be with God, you can't have sin. And also, we're not supposed to be like a hypocrite when we judge. Right. Yeah, we can't be secretly looking at porn and telling everyone else that pornography is evil. Exactly. We can't be sleeping with our neighbor's wife while we're condemning our neighbor for sleeping with someone else's wife. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so, so so do judge, I guess. And judge righteously. And judge righteously, and yeah. Well, I think we're <laughs> I think we're spent here. Um, Speak for yourself, man. It's late, and I lose my focus. But uh, anything else you want to add to this one, Andy? Donuts. Donuts. Yeah, that sounds good, though. Uh, all right, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Amen, brother. You know, like usual, it's been good talking to you. Always. Let's do it again sometime. You got it. All right, man, take care. See ya. Yeah, bye. Bye.